the butchers that I appreciate are Ivan Coyote and we're going to give Ivan a word at the end of this segment because I think Ivan's words are absolutely fantastic. I know those shoes are fucking killing your feet. I want you to know how much I appreciate that you are still wearing them. You look hot. We're back again on Let's Talk About Sex this week with a very special show. It's Butch Appreciation Day. And Tanya, I want to pass the mic over to you on a little bit of an intro on why we're doing a segment today on Butch Appreciation Day for Let's Talk About Sex. Uh, well, actually, we missed Butch Appreciation Day because unfortunately it didn't fall on one bit, but it was, uh, it, it was um, August 18th. Uh, and I thought it would be a really nice thing to talk about why we celebrate butchers, but also femmes, and maybe a little bit about the butch femme dynamic. It's it's looking at one small slice of the rainbow community here. Uh, so yeah, something we always we're always looking for different topics, so this is one. Now let's kick it off with some of the lexicon, the basics here. What does it mean to be butch, and what does it mean to be femme? Right. So, you know, ah, this one makes me take a deep breath because in, in sort of doing the preparation, there are so many different ways of presenting and being. So I want to just preface this by saying we are going to be talking about ideas and definitions thrown around by many folks, but people can do butch and femme in any way they like. We're not telling people how to do it mm-hmm. or why to do it. We're just having a bit of a chat about how some folks do it. So butch is generally ascribed to having the appearance or qualities that are typically masculine, right? It's most often used to describe a lesbian who exhibits masculine identity. I don't even like that definition because I think a lot of queer folks identify as butch and they, they can be gay men, they can be women who are attracted to women, they can be trans folks, non-binary. Um, so yeah, the term sometimes used by masculine gay men, bisexuals, transgender individuals. It's usually an adjective or a noun to describe an individual's gender performance, right? So it would denote, it tends to denote the degree of masculinity displayed by often a female individual, but it can be actually anyone beyond what would be considered typical of a tomboy. So there's your your reference as to where it goes from one to another. I like that you said you didn't like that initial definition because I feel like it invites a sense of like, stereotypes that are often always either incorrect or insensitive to be involved yeah. in the conversation yeah i think the words that really resonated with me were gender performance yeah um i i think that this is a deep 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 uh identity with lots of folks i think it's it can be a sexuality it can be a whole bunch of things but how we're sort of looking at this today is how you're performing your gender what's behind that mm be a bunch of different things it can be light it can be sexy it can be very very deep in your identity Mm. now what about femmes femmes right uh they're traditionally uh, they started off as being females that were attracted to uh butch presenting females but um that's sort of coming out now uh so in the first half of the 20th century when these sort of gender roles um, came they were constrained to the underground bar scene so femmes were considered pretty much invisible unless they had a butch partner. Uh, so they could pass as straight because of gender conformity, so to speak. Uh, but by daring 
to be out and publicly attracted to butch women, then femmes were reflecting their own sexual differences, right? But but it was basically based around the subject of their desire. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and that's what you'll see people mention femme invisibility quite a lot because they can be invisible in their own communities but also in the greater community because they can pass as everyday uh, what looks like, um, you know, a heterosexual straight woman, but they are anything but that. Mm, far cry from heteronormativity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, We have been chatting through what it means to be butch, what it means to be femme, and now we're going to dive a little deeper. Can we dabble a bit in the history behind butch and femme identities? You mentioned it stems from bar culture. Is that where it all began? Um, yeah, I think it started, it started in the 1920s where there was masculinity amongst queer women. But what happened, uh, and in that there was, uh, there was, I think it was an author called Lillian Faderman, and uh, she was writing about um, uh, black lesbians in Harlem, and she came up with these uh, sayings of uh, bull dagger and bull dyke, and it kind of morphed into butch. Uh, around about the 1940s, in the wartime, uh, lots of uh, women, uh, the fashion changed, so pants came into fashion. And women were also working in factories because of the war. So it became kind of, and there was a migration to the city and there were bars for women, right? Men were away. Uh, So lots of working class women gravitated towards these bars. And then there would be people who were called Saturday night butchers. You know, so people who would put on a starch shirt and a tie on the weekend to go to these parties. Uh, So they created outfits that were outwardly accepted by society, but they were presenting to be more masculine than, and I'm putting in inverted commas, the norm for women at the time. So, yeah, so it's kind of like, is it style? Is it who you're attracted to? Are you masculine in person, appearance, style, or attraction? So we're looking at those sorts of things. And then at the time, uh, a lot of the women who love women community were either butch or femme, and if you weren't identifying as one of those, you were called kiki right, which was a bit of a derogatory term to describe a lesbian who didn't identify as either butch or femme. But when we look at it today, um, I think there was a survey done in the 1990s where um, less than 75%, sorry, yeah, it's just about more than 75% of folks did not identify with either butch or femme in the same sex attractive field. So I think things are changing all the time. Mm. We had this sort of thing in the 1940s and it came big in the 1950s, then in the 60s and 70s with the rise of feminism on college campuses. Um, butchers were considered politically incorrect. Um, so that whole movement went underground. And then in the 80s and 90s, things came back and the butch identity resurfaced again in the ballroom scene. Really interesting. So looking at... Um, trans and gay dance scenes in the in New York and in, in the States and uh, mostly black culture. Yeah. So fascinating. Such a long history attached to these identities. Yeah, and then you sort of look at, you know, in the year 2000s, you, you got much more visibility with people like Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres came in. She, she's the quintessential soft butch. So starting to see people like that on TV and represented... Um, took the term away from primarily being used amongst lesbians and women who love women or queer folk um, and sort of brought it out a little bit further into the world. 
Uh, and then yeah, there were a lot, there are lots of lots of people who were sort of taking that and using that as a descriptor. Mm. Do you feel like there is an overall broader sense of visibility nowadays? Yeah, I do, and I think there's also so much more to it nowadays. You know, like I've spoken to lots of older folk who identify as butch, and they've said, uh, "If I was young today, I might have." might have transitioned you know but I never would have thought about that in my youth because it wasn't an option and then when if you were to think about that maybe surgery or other things other gender affirming processes were not as far advanced as they are now society certainly wasn't across all of that so they've been happy with their identity very happy they like their body and they embrace that sort of um, old school butch identity whereas today there's such a such a variety of ways of people presenting as butch and, and other sub sub categories and identities. Mm. What are those sub identities within the butch and femme umbrellas? Um, wow, there's loads. Uh, I'd like to say butch has come in all sorts of flavors. You know, um, so you can get like a soft butch we were talking about, which is not too masculine presenting or acting. Uh, there's the term stud for African American. Um, folk who like to dress well and invest in fashion and they regard themselves as players in some sort of aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you get your tomboys who typically don't care much about how they look. They may dress feminine from time to time, but they're likely to have a background of what society might expect from a lady, like playing with dolls and doing ballet. Um, but what they'd rather do is play sport and get dirty, you know. So it's not specifically a, a lesbian or queer label. Um, and a tomboy can also be a soft stud, right? And then you've got butchers that are feminine butchers. There are leather butchers. There are non-binary butchers, trans butchers, dapper and dandy butchers who like to dress very well in shirts, ties, vests, jackets. Um, stone butch, you know, somebody who gets vicarious pleasure through giving pleasure to others, but they don't allow themselves to be touched in the bedroom at all, right? So that's there's a that's a bunch of folks and then lesbians uh femme sorry can also be you know lipstick lesbians or high femme also can be a stone femme liking to give but not receive pillow princess who likes to receive and not give you can be a stem which is a femme stud or a tomboyish femme uh and then yeah there's, there's a lot of there's there's a bunch there's a bunch and then you've got old-fashioned old school so these are folks who take on the traditional butch femme roles that don't sort of buy into some of the newer ways of presenting, but it's very much performing gender. If there's anything I think you listening should take away, it's that today what we're discussing is exactly that, the performance of gender. Gender and sexuality do not mean the same thing. Gender and sex do not mean the same thing either. Um, and there is a variety of different ways that people are able to present themselves in the way that they desire. Yeah, see, some people think it's a sexuality and for some it's identity. So it, it covers a lot of things. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Folks have to feel into it and be who they are. And that can be quite a journey for folk to arrive at exactly where they belong with the people they belong with. I was going to say this is a curly question, but I actually don't think it is. I think it's very straightforward. Um, I'm asking, is butch being the same as mask? Um. Yeah, I thought about that and I was like, oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, and I kind of did a bit of Googling and I was like, oh, this is very inc 
inconclusive, inconclusive uh, as well. But I, I think that butch is a particular set of behaviours. Yeah, it's a masculine appearance or attitude. It's someone acting in a masculine manner. Um, there's all sorts of things like that. Whereas mask is identified as possessing qualities or characteristics considered typical or appropriate of men or sort of manly sort of stuff. So I think that can be, so masculine can have qualities stereotypically associated with men, but not necessarily, right? So it's not, it's not limited to, um, it's not limited to men. It's, it can be women, it can be non-binary folks, transgender folks. Um, it can even be um, folks who identify as androgynous can be a little bit masky one day and then not the next. So yeah, it feels similar, but it's not. Can someone be both butch and femme? Yes, I can. I think that's where you get the term chapstick lesbian. <laughs> they have both butch and femme characteristics. Uh, so they they may not necessarily identify as one or the other. Um, I think that they're, you know, and there are also these emerging terms for soft butch, like stems and footches and and the chapstick lesbians for people who have got characteristics of both so they don't have a they don't have both feet firmly planted in one camp right and then there are folks who identify neither as butch or femme and they're often called androgynous or andros and they self-identify as that so yes i think you can and don't forget shout out to the non-binary folk who might be feeling a little butch one day and a little femme another day and a little bit andro another day right so mm. Yeah, some folks don't fit nice and neatly into boxes that can be tied up with a little, little coloured bow. And also it's not, um, you know, it's not finite. It's a fluid spectrum that is subject to change. Absolutely. I mean, gee, yeah, what we like sexually can change every day and how we feel about ourselves can change every day as well. Hmm. It can be very, very fluid for some. Now, what if someone feels like they are neither, neither butch nor femme? Is there a term that can be used to describe that? Um, I sort of read that and went, lols, I think you can be whatever you want to be with that. Um, I think uh, there was a study done where the vast majority of women who were seeking to meet women in one study, they didn't identify as butch or femme, so more than 75%. It's not a compulsory thing. It's a sub-genre in, uh, in the queer world. Uh, so it's not an either-or. Uh, you could... You could be presenting, and, and I know lots of folks who have been femme at some points in their lives and, and present as butch today and the other way around. So you might be a lipstick lesbian. You uh, might be non-binary and travel between different gender expressions. Uh, and as we were saying, you might be a chapstick lesbian who exhibits both butch and femme characteristics. You don't have to choose a side, pick a camp, or do anything else like that. If you feel neither, you are neither. Hmm. Right? Lots of other ways that you can be. You can still still be attracted to the same sex you can still you can be bisexual you can be asexual and um not have to choose a camp so to speak now i know um the butch friend dynamic is one that gets a lot of light but do you think butch butch or femme femme relationships can also work as well yeah i think the butch femme dynamic is a specific thing it's an interplay between two people and it's a kind of gender fuckery yeah People play up to and subvert societal gender stereotypes. I like that. Um, so it can be sexual, it can be political, it can be part of your identity. 
That said, there are loads of butch for butchers out there and femme for femmes out there. So they have the identity, but they don't. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be that you pick the the opposite identity of who you're with in the queer world. Um, so yeah, tons of butch on butch stuff out there. I've got some good friends who write poetry in the butch for butch world, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's erotic poetry. It's excellent. Um, and yeah, so it's another thing. That's what I mean. You don't have to pick a camp just because your butch doesn't mean you have to go for a feminine presenting women. Not at all. Now different kind of question are butch femme identities linked to certain roles during sex for example being a top or a bottom um good question this one because i think there's a lot of assumptions i think they can play this out but it's not a given the role of top or bottom or dom or sub isn't gender specific it's either about who's doing and who's receiving or who is submitting and who has the power and that doesn't matter what kind of relationship you have, straight, queer, butch, femme, or anything else. Whoever's doing the doing is doing the doing, and whoever's receiving is receiving. So I think there's there's a lot of assumptions that, you know, butchers are doms or daddies or things like that, and that there are a lot of butchers out there who like to play those roles and do that with their partners. But that's not to say that everybody is into that. It's like in the straight world, you know, it's often assumed that, oh, you've got a a male and a female partnership, therefore the male is a dumb. Incorrect. A lot of the time the female might be the top or the the dominant person. So we can't make those assumptions at all. It's more about checking with who's doing or who's submitting. Now let's uh, give a shout-out to some butchers for Butch Appreciation Day. Who do you want to show some love to in the world out there? Yeah, for me... The butchers that I appreciate are Ivan Coyote, and we're going to give Ivan a word at the end of this segment because I think Ivan's words are absolutely fantastic. And Esbear Bergman also writes a lot about butchers uh, for me, and now I'm showing my age is the wonderful Katie Lang, and also Shane from the L Word for those who follow along there. Mm. Um, what about if, um, some femmes too? Femmes, Jodie Foster, um, Bet in the L Word, uh, Nisi Nash is on Claws. And Sarah Paulson. I think, love Sarah yeah. Paulson. Yeah, all deserve a shout out. <laughs> well, thank you so much for popping by again today, Tanya, with another insightful topic, as always, for Let's Talk About Sex. And on that note, we are going to spotlight a little piece from Ivan Coyote. Do you want to give a little intro, Tanya? Yeah, this is the inimitable Ivan Coyote, who writes a lot uh, about butch femme dynamic. And this is a piece that he's written to all the beautiful kick-ass femmes out there. So we don't have time to play all of it, but we've taken a piece. But he so wonderfully articulates what it's like to be butch and what he appreciates in the femmes in his world. And I think just having a little listen to that might cement some of the stuff that we've spoken about earlier today. To all the beautiful kick-ass, fierce and full-bodied femmes out there, I would like to extend my thanks to you. It is for you that I press my shirts and carefully iron my ties. It is for you that I make sure my underwear and socks match. It is to you that I tip my cowboy hat. It is for you that I polish my big black boots. 
I know that sometimes you feel like nobody truly sees you, and I want you to know that I see you. I see you on the street, on the bus, in the gym, in the park. I'm not sure why I can tell that you are not straight, but I can. Maybe it's the way you look at me. Please don't stop looking at me the way you do. <laughs> All of my life, you see, I have been told that I am ugly. I am less than. I am not a man. I am unwanted. Until you came along, I believed them. I would never say that the world is harder on me than it is you. I would never say that. Sometimes you are invisible. I have no idea what this must feel like to pass right by your people and not be recognized, to not be seen. Because me, I cannot hide unless I'm seen as something I really am not. And this is not more difficult. It is just different. I know those shoes are fucking killing your feet. <laughs> I want you to know how much I appreciate that you are still wearing them. You look hot. They look great with that dress. If it makes you feel any better at all, the boots I have on right now weigh approximately 12 pounds a piece. <laughs> and they make the soles of my feet burn like diaper rash in a heat wave. And it feels like I'm wearing ski boots when I have to walk upstairs, but I wear them. Even still, my new boots are velvet slippers compared to your knee-high five-inch heels. I notice, and I salute you. I promise. I am not just staring at your tits. <laughs> I am actually trying to look you directly in the eyes, but you are almost eight inches taller than me. <laughs> Please see the above note regarding your five-inch heels. <laughs> at the same time, I would like to mention that while I was trying to look you in the eyes, I could not help but notice your lovely new pendant. I am sure it really brings out the color of your eyes if I could see them. <laughs> Ivan Coyote right there with a very special reading. You can catch in full at fbiradio.com slash programs. If you click on Mornings with Maya Billick, you'll find the link there, plus a recap on Let's Talk About Sex, which you can also grab wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, hey.